Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell bringing you the best in music, passion, fashion, pop culture and entertainment and hello everybody we're back we're happy to be back so uh, we'll say welcome back to all of you who are tuning in before we get started. Let me uh, introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. For those of you who are watching and you saw me peeling or taking off of my jacket white fur, well, it's because we have a new doggie, and it's a, sh- it's a white dog with lots of hair, and she just was on my lap. I was showing her to Chad before we went on the air, and she left me with a bunch of white hair. So my advice is if you own a white dog, wear white clothes. If you own a black dog, wear black clothes. How are you all today? We are fine and dandy. We have a lot of stuff to talk about later on after our fabulous first guest. So I'm going to give it to Jimmy. Hey, what's up? So we want to like uh, say hello to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, fellas? Look like you just got back from a hit. That's right. We are. We're mafia men. We're mafia men. <laughs> Looking sharp today, I'm fellas. Hit. We're going to hit Jimmy's real mother. Actually, God says that we look fabulous. So you do look yeah, good. We'll talk about Jimmy's real mother later. You know, Jimmy <laughs> found his real mother. Well, sort of. But we'll talk about that I don't know after know our guest. Know Everybody knows that Jimmy's adopted and his dad passed away. His adopted dad. And now we've tried to, Jimmy has tried to locate his mom and dad, the real ones. 
Well, we'll tell you all about that after our guest. There you go. So, what's up, chat room? We got a chat room full of people. Hello, hello. We've got uh, Irish Ginger from the Ginger Irish Show, Fridays at 4 on W4CY. We've got Jimmy McCrary from Over the New- OverTheMoonNews.blogspot.com. we got Daddy Muir. we got the fabulous and gorgeous goddess. We've got Lady Lake Cindy, Lady Lake Jen. I don't know who Sandra and Margie are, but hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Sandra Chase. and Margie going to be a lot of fun and um, we're looking forward to the show today we've got a bunch of great new music for you we've also got a fabulous guest we have michael welch you guys know him if you watch z nation he's on z nation you also know him from all the twilight movies going to be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it in the meantime we did get a new dog her name is brandy and we'll talk about her after our guest and we'll right show now, it to jim you. mccary hey jim did you love what I wrote on Facebook today? If ever again you do Jimmy Starr without Ron Russell, I'm going to get you and cut your cuyones off. <laughs> and that means, you know, Bialis. Because it, that's what it is, and I'm very touchy about it. Because as you know, I do not get paid a penny for working here. Jimmy considers marriage, you know, you don't have to be paid. It's kind of like slavery. Now that we've discovered who Jimmy is and what his nationality and religion is, of which we'll talk about after our guest, I really want to be known. You know, the only thing I get is my name. And I'm old-fashioned from the olden days of Hollywood when, you know, listing was important. Like then they had a film, Joan Crawford, they wanted her to do the film and she wouldn't do the film. So they'd entice her by saying, the film is with Joan Crawford. Then they put and all the co-stars. He says he'll never do it again. He'll be dead if he does. No, seriously. In those days, titling was so important in film. If a star's name was up there before the title of the film, then, oh my God, that was a superstar. Like Clark Gable in uh, What Happened One Night, that sort of a thing. So titling is very important to me, and credit is also. And to be on a show as successful as this show is, and to have plugged in so much into the show to make it a great success, and not to be mentioned, is just freaking... In other words, the picture wait, wait, not enough to do it. Wait, wait, listen to what I said. Freaking horrible, or fuking horrible. <laughs> Well, friggin' horrible. Says, Goddess says you get the love. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, everybody. Thanks so much. Yeah, don't forget me. I mean, I'm here, folks, every week, sitting here for free for two hours in torture. Oh, and it's the Irish Ginger Show. I made a mistake, everybody. I always get Irish Ginger and Ginger Irish confused. I apologize. So tune in Wednesday, uh, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Irish Ginger Show. You see, titling is so important because that's how people get to know us. And when they talk about us to their friends, that's the title they use. This is not the Jimmy Starr Show, period. Because if it were, Jimmy Starr would be here alone, which he may be one day when I walk out if I don't get the credit I'm supposed to get. Chad, listen to him. And I don't get a nickel, Chad. I work my ass off every week. He's well, worth a quarter. Bad. You're so dumb you don't know how to get sponsors. <laughs> it's your show, not mine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how it's my show when it has to be work done, but it's his show when he wants to get the credit because it's the number one well, show in that's the world. How I was ra- <laughs> that's how I was raised. When I was good, I was my mother's son. And when I was bad, I was my father's son. There you go. So here's what we want to do, though. I want to give a, a plug. Yes, we're, we're joking with Jimmy McCreary, and yes. He's uh, the best. We is, love Jimmy McCreary. And you guys, he has the best blog for indie news of what's going on in the That's music the truth. world. Truth. Um, check it all out. Go to overthemoonnews.blogspot.com or follow him at Jimmy underscore McCreary on, uh, 
uh, on Twitter because he's really fabulous and he does a lot to promote us and we promote him and, and we want to promote everybody who helps support the Jimmy Star Show. We really do appreciate all of you guys. And for all of you out there who said I should be Donald Trump's vice president, uh, that's ridiculous. I mean, two of us, could you imagine Donald Trump is outspoken as he is and frank and sometimes vulgar. And I, as vice president, the country would never be the same. I mean, first of all, I would get rid of all kinds of crap that's going on right now. And as far as drugs go and the people that are bringing them in, it's instant execution. I mean, Trump talks about killing. Watch me. I'll shoot them myself. Listen to you. Say hi to God. Well, for, for what I'm going to say hi, John. For what they do to young people with drugs is sinful, how they destroy beautiful young lives. And I've been around long enough and I've been through the hippie era. And I've lost so many friends to uh, overdose of drugs. It's, it's sad. Hey, goddess, how are you, my cookie? And why did you say on Facebook this morning that you've had it? It's been like a bad day for you? Write in. What's going on, sweetie? <laughs> I need to know what the boyfriend gave you a problem. Beat the shit out. Oh, beat the shit, shit, shits out of him. No. Oh, look at that, though. Chad, you hear that? He's like, I'm trying. His, he's working I'm on his language. Trying. So, Goddess, write in. What's the problem, honey? Why did you write that on Facebook? She just wrote yes, so maybe she doesn't want the world to know. No, uh, yes, he's giving you trouble. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Give me the, give me where he hangs out. Yeah, I guarantee they'll find him floating in the river. Chad, are you there? I am here. Okay, how was your weekend? Hmm, it was kind of long. We had events for the station. We, I was doing shows down in Lauderdale. We did like three shows, and then we had a, an event here in Wellington called the Color Fest, where they were blowing off a bunch of Hindu colors and stuff like that. It was all right. It was pretty good. And of course, so now I'm on my Lent diet, which I basically gave up all uh, all animals, all animal byproducts, sugar, uh, alcohol. What else to do? Oh, and I'm for fasting for 24 hours on the Sabbath, so. I just went through that all for the last couple of weeks, months, actually. Really? Well, because I, of the hospital stuff, right? Well, stuff to do with, you know, my problem that we are, you know, eliminating tomorrow. Cool. I go to doctor and all the tubes that are in me are being removed, thank God. And if scar tissue doesn't build, I'll be perfectly normal again. Well, you look but good. I look good. So you but must be feeling good. It's not, you know, it's not for my waist up that the problem is. So, you know, down there, I don't look, I mean, it looks good. It looks interesting. With all, I have a rubber hose out of my stomach. I have one out of my penis. I mean, I don't have rubber hoses all over the yeah, joint. you showed me. I'm like, I showed you, but I'm not showing the public. I'm like an octopus. I sit here with rubber hoses hanging. <laughs> Tomorrow, the hoses are all being we removed. We can rebuild him. Goddess said, Goddess said it's not the boyfriend. that The computer that she has crapped out with all her work on it. Goddess, I cannot totally identify with okay. you because I had the same thing happen two days ago. And like I went computer shopping yesterday, but I haven't figured out what I want yet. Better the computer than the boyfriend craps out on you. You know, computers, you can always fix and buy and redo. The boyfriend of 18 years, you can't, you know, replace. So I'm happy to hear that, my sweet darling. There you go. So I want to give a special shout out to I think Lady Lake Jen is in the house and so is uh, Cindy Lady Lake and they're the hardest working promoters and we had a great time uh, tweeting the other night so hello to them and she says thank you love. Who said thank you? Goddess. Oh, oh I don't know who said thank you. <laughs> Goddess. But I'll say thank you for just letting us see your handsome wonderful face. Ooh, Ooh listen to this one Chad. Jimmy said to me I look beautiful. I said you know something either you are beautiful or you're not. Ugly people don't look beautiful so if you tell somebody they're beautiful it's because they are beautiful. No one goes around really telling you know ugly ugly disgusting looking people they're beautiful because the ugly people cry. They know you're lying and they beat you. So when you say to somebody you're beautiful they probably are. 
There you go. <laughs> I never told you you were beautiful, James. I know, never. Unbelievable. I tell him all the time what a handsome. <laughs> he's my Viking. He's my little Viking. My little, my honey bunch Viking. I'm a big Viking. Yeah, right. Well, that we wish we. Well, anyway, we won't go into the big part. But uh, <laughs> it's him, average. You know. It's good. It's okay. She I wouldn't. Goddess is not beautiful. I wouldn't write home about it, but it does. It does the job. It's okay. <laughs> I was talking about my stomach and belly. And so was body I. Frame. So was <laughs> I. <laughs> dirty pig. What were you talking about, you dirty slob? I married a filthy slob. Everybody, I want you to know that. They should call him Jimmy Pervert Star. So we got a lot of exciting news going on, everybody. We got great shows. Tons, tons. Michael Welch today. Next week we have Dot Marie Jones. You guys know her from um, Boondock Saints and Glee. She was Coach Beast on Glee. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. And then next week after the show, we're going to go meet with Michael Damien in Philadelphia. His new movie, High Strung Movie, is coming out April 8th in theaters. We're going to show the, preview, uh, the uh, trailer for that, I guess, after our first guest. And, um, and and then he, Ron and I are going to go and work the red carpet and he, do the red carpet interviews at the actual event of the of the actual premiere of the movie. Isn't right. that cool, Chad? I've done say. red carpets before. So, you know, I, I'm pro at it. It's, Jimmy doesn't understand how hard a red carpet is. I've done one red carpet. Well, you haven't done a celebrity red carpet. Sure Celebrities live in a coma. They live in their gown, their makeup, their hair, and their earrings, and the bright lights. To get them over to your station... That's what we call our position. It's called a position. You have to sometimes yell out, hey, you son of a gun, or whatever the other word is, get over here. It's very hard to get them. They will pass you by unless they recognize your face. If you're Lara Spencer or Walter Cronkite or whoever the hell else, they stop. But if they don't know your face, they don't know who you're with, they will walk by. I will have the whole thing. So you have to be very quick. I grab them by the tits. Oh, I'm sorry. By the uh, tits are okay. Ouch. Tits. I grab the women by the tits and the men by their crotches, and that sort of gets their attention. And I say, come here, we need to interview you. But it's not easy. On the carpet work is very difficult because you can interview 30 people, and you don't want to ask the same questions twice because it's being filmed and it's redundant. So you have to come up very quickly with like, yeah, I love your red gown. It looks all so well with your red eyes, you know, things like that. Or, um, you know, Jesus, that, that gown is wonderful. You, nobody knows you have like stunts under your legs or <laughs> whatever, you know, stilts because <laughs> you're short. I mean, it's really a joke, the red carpet, but I enjoy it because it makes me feel totally Hollywood. And I do a red carpet. We're going to have a blast. I did the Taya Gill movie. She's queer as folk gal, the plan to play the blonde lesbian. I did her premiere of her movie in L.A. And I did the um, Palm Springs uh, International Film Festival red carpet, which was a big one. Very big event. Jimmy McCurry says he can't wait to see it. Oh, I can't wait to be there either because I'm either insanely nice or totally insane. Uh, one of the two. It depends on the weather. If it's cold and raining and we're outside under some marquee waiting for these bitches to get out of their cars, taking forever because they got to fix hair, you know, girdles, bras, stockings, shoes. The men have to adjust their packages. There's a lot of guys in this movie. Well, they have to adjust their packages so it looks just right when they get out. You know, you're standing in the rain waiting for these nobody, just actors. And they think who the hell they are. And you got to give them the build up. Like, oh, wow, here it comes. Look who's coming. Oh, my God. And then I turn to Jimmy and I say, who is that? Who is it? <laughs> what's, what, what's his name? He's cute. Well, what's his name? What did he ever do? And then Jimmy turns around and says, oh, he's the biggest star going right now. Hello, do I know? No, 
You know them if they're from the your time. If they're from my time, they come in stretches and wheelchairs. They don't walk on it. <laughs> I mean, come on, my day. Those old broads, they're lucky they, they know who I am. They're lucky they know who they are. When I say to them, how does it feel being a star all your life? They said, huh, what's that? Star what? What, what star? You're an actress, aren't you? Me? I'm an actress? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's okay. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. The name of the movie is High Strung. It's, it's kind of like a step up meets center stage meets some kind of like music, classical music type movie type thing. It's going to be it a lot of fun. It sounds fun and wild, and I'm in the mood for wild fun because of the elections that are going on with Donald Trump in the lead and the other people. I mean, they're all dummies as far as I'm concerned. It's a, it's a, it's a ship of fools. The other two guys, what's his name? Ruben and... I don't even know their Rubio name. And Rubio and whoever the hell up. The other two jerks are. I don't know. Years ago, we had presidents that looked like presidents, behaved like presidents, and didn't do a freaking thing when they got in office, but at least they look good. Now, this screwball Donald Trump is a nut, but you know what? He may be fabulous in the White House, and it looks like, folks, he's going to the White House. So for those of you out there who say, I'll kill myself or move out of the country, get the poison out and pack your bags, because I really think that that Mr. Donald Trump is going to be our next president, good, bad, or indifferent. We're going to be stuck with this nut job. We'll just have to see what he does. He's going to build the wall. I listened to him last night. It was He's going to build a, a wall, a, an enormous wall. I wonder, is he building it himself? Or like, with no, cement? Mexico's going to pay for it. I know they're going to pay for it, but is Donald, build it. Is Donald doing it like mortar no. and brick himself? No. Oh, because he keeps saying, I'm going to build a wall. That's him. No, he's going to, he should say... My people are going to build the wall. Well, actually, the Mexican people are going to build well, the wall. Well, somebody's going to build the wall. But, but he's he's such, he has such an ego that he has to say, I will build the wall. That's okay. You know what I mean? You've got to listen to people when they talk. But you know something? The man has achieved tremendous things in New York City. He's made Florida what it is with the casinos. And, and he's just a brilliant man who does know how to fix things. And his money talks and bullshit walks with Mr. Trump. So let's hope that he has the guts to go after ISIS and wipe them out the way he says he would do. I mean, other presidents don't talk about that stuff. They're too busy making fun of Trump and insulting him, which annoys the hell out of me. I mean, stop it. It's not a, a dishing show where who can out-dish the other queen, because that's what it sounds like, a bunch of queens up there being evil. So that's my opinion of the world today, folks, and of Washington. We don't have the president's. We used to have this, the, the suave John Kennedys or the wonderful Ronald Reagans that were so smooth or the disgusting, horrible George Bushes that didn't know what they were doing, sat there doing coke and smiling. But at least they were quiet. <laughs> Are you done now with your little political hour? That's done with my political thing. Never again, because I couldn't care less about politics. All I want to know is keep the country safe. Don't let ISIS kill any of us because we're too good of a people to be killed for no reason other than the Bible. Give me a break. Oh. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. I see that we have a caller, but I don't see a video. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michael. Hey, guys. You can't see me? I can't see you. Hit your video button. Oh, for God's sake. Let's see You've how got to works. be seen. There we go. There we come. Ta-da. Oh, hello, hello. All right, so here's what we're going to do, because i got to have a new intro now since we blew that one. <laughs> right, we have to do it for our <laughs> Roku channel. Um, all right, you can hear us and see us okay, Michael? Yeah, yeah, I can see you guys fine. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star, super actor extraordinaire, Mr. Michael Welch. Hello, and welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? How are you? 
Fantastic. Wait, are you going to introduce me? Yes. Before we get going, let me okay. introduce oh my, my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how are you? Look at you. What are you, 16? <laughs> Close. And never been kissed? You look like a little altar boy. You're an adorable-looking, handsome fellow. Well, thank you, sir. I, I do look the same as I always have. I'm sick of this show because on this show come gorgeous young men. I look at them, and then I look in the mirror on my way up the stairs from the studio, and I want to shoot myself. <laughs> you know what it's like for an hour looking at young, handsome people when you're a wretched-looking old man? It's dreadful. You're a gorgeous old man. Thank oh, you. <laughs> one, day, one day, Michael, when you get to be my age, you'll think of my words and say, gee, Ron Russell wasn't so stupid after all. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will mark that down, sir. Look at you. How cute you are. Now, tell me. You got a girlfriend? No, no, wait a second. I want to ask him to do I, the I'm not personal. Done. No, no, you're going to go on and on about his work, and you know how no, boring no, no, that no. is. No, no, no. We haven't <laughs> Chat room or any of the normal things that have to be oh, done. I, all right, I so we want to introduce you. We do this all the time, so don't worry. This it's is not why you. people love us because we're <laughs> off the wall. Get ready. It gets better. We want to uh, introduce you first to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Michael does age well. Welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, Chad? How's it going? Man? It's all good. Good. Now we've got a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Chat room. Hi. Which way they're all talking about how cute you are, just it like is he did. Cute. He, you know, you're a little young for my daughter, but I have an old mm -hmm. maid daughter that I'd like to fix up with a cute guy like you, but she could be your mother probably. <laughs> and, and she's going to kill me. She's on our show. She's one of the guest hostesses. She's the actress, uh, Deidre Serego, who's a, a fabulous actress. And she doesn't want to get married. Why really? is that? Yeah, do you want to get married? He's engaged, I think. I'm engaged, yeah. So, so yes, I do. You look 20 or 19. How old are you? I know. I'm, I'm 28. Oh, you're an old man, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20, 28's no spring chicken. Before you know it, you'll turn around, it'll be 40, and your dick will be limp, and you'll be pissing in your pants. So welcome to the club. And you know what? I'm looking forward to that, man. I got to tell you. Because, <laughs> no, let me tell you why. I, I, would, I would love for that to be uh, less of a factor in my life. You know what I mean? Like Because uh, when you're young, it's so all-consuming. Oh. It's obnoxious. When, when I was your age, I, I dated mostly, some women, but mostly men. And they couldn't wait to get their hands in my pants. And I used to resent that. That used to piss me off. I was a very hot, good-looking young boy. I looked like Tony Curtis, uh, Tony Curtis when I was young. Seriously. Hold on, let's ask him. Hold on. Do you know who Tony Curtis is? Because you're young. The actor. Yeah, the, the name, the name uh, sounds... Like It Hot with Jack Lemmon. Yes, of course. Hey, Tony Curtis. So when I was young with my jet black hair and my eyebrows and my sound of my voice and my accent, everybody thought I was Tony Curtis. And I was very cute. I'm as an actor, of course. And everybody wanted to, to go to bed with me. And I used to say, like, don't they want to know if, if I'm alive? <laughs> don't you get that feeling? They all want to go for your dick all the time. Leave it alone. Let's find out who I am. And then maybe if you're lucky, you might get a glimpse. <laughs> Exactly. Now I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, men, men are men are the worst. Actually, <laughs> no, women too. Let me tell I you. I know. I was at a I was at a straight joint in Boca, and two. This was when I was about forty-five or fifty, and two women, the same age, were coming towards me, and they were elbowing each other. I saw them first. Then when they mm. got to me, I said, "Ladies, I'm gay," and they turned around. And they said, "Why are all the gorgeous men gay?" And I said, "Because we are." <laughs> <laughs> The old well, beautiful we are. <laughs> well, exactly. Tony Curtis got uh, Marilyn Monroe in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. So he must have been a, a good-looking young man. 
And I interviewed Tony, and I got to know him well. I interviewed him three times, and I loved him. Mm. His favorite interview. And I asked him, I said, Tony, I read that you said you were gay. He said, no, I'm not gay. He said, I just like sex, and I don't care with who. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how, how long have you been engaged? I've been engaged since last uh, June. and uh, Married. We're, we're going to get married in November. So we have, we have a good year and a half. Yeah. Okay, what now? Let's get down to business here as a father. Uh, what size ring? What size rock? How big was the diamond? <laughs> it's it go back. I'll get you one better next year, honey. No, no, no. It was a good one. It, it's like uh, uh, what was how, it? It was how many carats? One, one and a half, I think. That's good. Well, one and a half is good She's start. Only Twenty-eight. It's a good starter. One and a half. <laughs> She's thirty. It should be a two and a half. No, she'll probably be thirty soon. Yeah. <laughs> She's younger than he. She's probably 25 or something. How old is she? Young? No, she's six months older than me. Oh, wow. Well. See, she's going to be 30 like a year after well, she gets Well, then married. you better make... Say 40. At 40, you can get her like a bigger one. You better make, <laughs> you better make a few more movies fast. So you can I know. Rock. Exactly. <laughs> I know it's not a secret anyway, you guys. If you want to find out more about Michael Welch, because I knew he was engaged because I was on his website, you can go to michaelwelchact.com, and uh, you can see all everything about him, and, and it talks about his... His future, his fiance, okay. his future wife. Now let's clear up something here. You and I resent being taken for our looks and body that we're always getting <laughs> felt up. That's when right. You saw your girlfriend for the first time. What did you think? Oh, I wonder what her brain is like. <laughs> is that no? Oh, I wonder. Or did you say I wonder what her boobs feel like or her <laughs> ass feels like? Or I'd love to make love to her like now. <laughs> Listen, when I when I met her, she was working at a furniture store. She was she sold my parents a couch. Um, it's convenient. It was it was perfect. And I no, listen, I, I like I said, it's it's. Uh, I wish women understood the the, the curse of, of being a guy. I, I mean, I was the first to. I, I admitted to her, you know, that uh, every time she turned around, I was checking her out. The first time I met her, I mean, you know, it's it, it, it's how it. <laughs> I'm going easy. They want me to go easy. As you know, they keep saying I get too vulgar. I don't get vulgar. I do guy talk. You know, these guys talk. Straight guys talk like this when they're in a cigar room. What do you think they talk about? Cartoons? <laughs> I mean, talk about like this chick last night. She was so big, I fell in her. I had a nail a board to my ass. Those kind of jokes. <laughs> Are you hanging out with Henny Youngman or something? No, 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 no. I'm from Brooklyn, and that's what we're all about. Cool. <laughs> uh, seriously, seriously, I, I must know this question for my own nosiness. The first time you saw her in the furniture store, what did you say to yourself? Like, I'm going to marry her or, gee, I could fall in love with her or, boy, I wish she'd bend over and fluff that sofa one more time. <laughs> okay, so at that point, I had just gotten out of a six-year relationship for Ouch. about... Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, about, about a month and a half fresh. So... I was in a in a mind space to just be like a single guy for like a year, you know. Still and, school. Yeah, and, and I and and I mean, I immediately thought she was cute, um, and then she started. We started talking for a bit, and then eventually, I I you know, I just I I mean, I don't know. I, I went back in and I asked for her number after she sold the couch and everything. So I, I just I didn't I didn't think no I didn't think this is the woman I'm going to marry. I thought. Hey, let's uh, let's let's get our feet wet again, and then uh, here we are, five years later. There was some kind of a mag magnetic pull. Now, the yeah, with for six years, it took you six years to find out she was a tramp, right? <laughs> no, she's listen. A dumper. <laughs> Stop it. She was a great girl. I, you know, it's we 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 met when we were eighteen, and then you know, eighteen to twenty-four. I think that's a pretty good run. You know, 
people people have a misconception about about this. I feel like any relationship that ends, people immediately go, "Well, that was a an unsuccessful relationship. That was a failed relationship." I think if a, if a series goes on for six years, then that's a series that had a good run. I think I look back at that. I think that was a great relationship. It's just you know, by the time you're 24, you're a very different person from when you're 18, and it was it was time to move on. But I have nothing but positive thoughts about that relationship. When you're 18, you fall in love with your wang. When you're 20, yes. you fall in love with your brain. We hope most cases. <laughs> you know, not all men. I have friends that are my age, and these old goats still think with their wangs. I mean, they go out and they see a woman. It's like they never saw a woman in their life. Then they're seven. <laughs> Is old and they're going, oh, look at this bitch. Wow, she's hot. Oh, I'd like to give it to her. Give it to her with what? Your dick going. <laughs> what are you going to do? Finger her to death? I mean, come on. Give <laughs> grandpa. Move on, Granny Pooh. Go get a nice old lady with dentures and hope maybe she gives head All without right, her teeth. Hold on, hold on. Absolutely. So I, okay, so, so how long have you been with the future, the future Mrs. Welch? Uh, well, by the time we get married, it will have been five years. And and how long ago did Twilight the first Twilight come yeah. out? Gosh, I was I think I was twenty when we when we did the first one. So, so it's nice into the that. furniture store. Did she say, "Oh my God, that's the guy from Twilight"? Or no? You know, I, I hate to admit this because it sounds like our relationship was built on rocky grounds. But yeah, that's kind of the impetus of our first conversation. She had just watched uh, New Moon with uh, a friend of hers because they uh, enjoyed um, making fun of Kristen Stewart. Uh, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. That's what she said. Well, we only um, want truth here. <laughs> I would only tell you guys. Um, and uh, and yeah. then yeah, so she recognized me from that, and then we started talking. She goes, uh, you know, did you know Taylor Lautner because he grew up? So yeah, we 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 had a whole Twilight related conversation, and and uh, I think she was somewhat of a fan. Because I mean, like, so so you were so you. Be, I mean, first of all, I have to say because I had I researched you now that you're coming on the show, and I had really had no idea that you had a phenomenal career before Twilight. I know since Twilight, your career has been great, but you were in a ton of stuff, you know, as a youngster and up until Twilight. But I didn't know that until I researched you, and uh, so like so like when you were with the other girlfriend that you don't no longer with but had a good run with. Like, that's kind of like when Twilight came out. How does she handle all that and the fact that, you know, like, there's like a million screaming girls and screaming did that at have anything? Did that have anything to do with the breakup? The fact that now you're a superstar and she doesn't maybe look so important to you? No, no, that wasn't it at all. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was, it was rough. Um, I, I mean, understandably, you know, I, I would be, especially because, you know, I was doing the, the Twilight convention circuit at the time and we were traveling all over the world and, um, and I've told this story before, but like, I mean, I get up to my room by the end of the night, check my Twitter feed, and it would be, you know, come to room 316, come to room 720, you know. So, I mean, it's, that's just, that's just the reality of it, man. Anyone, if, if you're on stage or on screen for any reason, that's just something that's going to be available to you. I was walking uh, to the mall, and Jimmy picked me up, and he recognized me. He said, aren't you the superstar of 1962 black and white television? <laughs> And I said, yes, I am. I'm Ron Russell, who's been on Charlie's Angels, McKillen and Wife, and a bunch of other TV series. How did you recognize me? He's he said, I did pick him up in a He mall, said, though. I recognized you by your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, because, I mean, Twilight, yeah. let's sit. I mean, first of all, I'll give you props. I mean, for a great career, you're 28. Um, Twilight is a phenomenon. It's probably in the top five franchises of all time in the history of movies. I think it grossed like three, I don't know, $3.5 billion or something. I mean, it's such a... <laughs> 
thing to have a role in, in a movie that's so iconic that all those people who were fans of that are going to grow up with you and follow your career now f- forever because you were in their favorite movie when they were, you know, 13 to 20 okay, or something. Okay, question. Hang on, wait. I just want to be, I, don't, I forget I'm old. You got to remember, I don't remember too well. <laughs> I have to get it while it's hot. Um, see it when? Wait a minute. Oh, do you think being in Twilight and being so famous for Twilight will... It's a stupid question. I hate when they ask this friggin' question. But I'm going to ask what I want to know about it. Do you you think it's going to hurt your career in the future? Because every time people see they say, oh, that's that Twilight guy. Nope. No, I I mean, that's a perfectly legitimate question. But no, I I feel like... Question. You know, (laughs) first of all, I mean, I was in all the movies, but I, I didn't have like that iconic a role necessarily i mean i don't i don't know that like people recognize me from that but i don't know that people um associate me, me with that to the point where they can't suspend this belief and, and and put me in another type of film or another character another situation i mean it's it's i think that's a something that maybe rob uh, would have to deal with over time or Kristen or whatever but i think they're talented enough where it listen if you're talented enough like you'll move on you just said that you didn't think you were notice that much well who's making all those phone calls to you my dear friend <laughs> did you have somebody call Not up and make rooms. believe <laughs> I, all those girls that were calling were girls that were fainting from the guy that wasn't noticed in in, in your stupid <laughs> television show no movie movie oh it's a movie twilight, twilight yeah, i never movie. watched that show i know i have all of them on my iPad. i love it I swear um, to God, I, I, don't, I wouldn't know you if you fell over me. Actually, I, mean, I only know the old bags. I don't know the young kids. Actually, I, I think that, I think, first of all, I think it's really cool because I think your career has, has really um, expanded a lot. And that, that you, I don't think you've been pigeonholed at all because of, you've done so many different kinds of diverse films. They're all really, really good. Um, it's funny because like, I guess I didn't know. Um, I didn't know who you were before Twilight, so some of the stuff you did before, now that I go back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that now because I've seen it. I just didn't know it was you. Yeah. Um, and, and you've kind of like kind of like are branching out a little bit into everything because you've done, you know, uh, you've done dramas. You're, you're big in horror at the moment with Z Nation. You have a new movie called The Haunting in Cawdor we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah, what's that? You were in about? All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which I had a copy of that like two years before it came out. It's an excellent movie. It really didn't make a splash at all. I don't know what happened with, with when they released it, but that is an amazing movie. Um, um, what is your favorite? Like out of all the different cool things that you've been in, do you have a favorite? Unfair question. That's okay. You can ask. Never unfair, unfair question. question. Okay, favorite three. Top three. Well, Better. I... I can tell you, Mandy Lane, what happened there is that, it, I mean, it, it's, first of all, that is a really awesome movie. It's, it's like an old school grindhouse, you know, slasher flick. It's really cool. Um, but it, it just sort of got caught up in, in dis- distribution limbo for like seven years. And by the time it actually came out, there had been such a reputation built up for it that it just didn't quite have the impact that I think it would have had if it, if it had been released right away. Um, Great, great movie. No, yeah, no. thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, want, I want his shirt. I want to know where he got that shirt. <laughs> oh, this is a French Connection. <laughs> Isn't this cool? When did you buy it? Recently? No, I've had this for a few years at this point. Oh, see that? I was going to go to French Connection and get one. I love it. I could wear that in a minute. So yeah, go, that's cool. What size is it? Go back to... Uh, no. <laughs> Medium, I suppose. <laughs> So, I could wash it. <laughs> what's your? Do you have a? Okay, maybe like instead of saying what's your favorite thing that you've been in, what was? What's been the best? Do you have a favorite experience? And what movie was it from? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to answer that, but I want I want to I want to go back to something Ron said uh, earlier because you 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 rarely get an opportunity to speak this openly in an interview, so I don't want to take the chance. Um, 
here, here we do what we want. Listen, we're unfiltered, uncensored. You could do everything but use the F word because for some reason it makes them uncomfortable. Last, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, they said I used it 11 times in the show, which is quite a lot. I agree. That's a bit annoying. Especially when I told our guests, oh, F you, who you're kidding? And that... <laughs> And he was a very famous movie star that everybody... And then guess what? We went down for some reason and we were off the air. And Jimmy said, oh my God, he hung up on us because you said <laughs> F you. And when he came back, I said, oh, I'm sorry. Did I offend you by saying F you again? And he said, no, not at all. I think you're fun. So I got off the hook with that one. All right, so okay. go tell us. What is it that you want to bring up? Okay, so when, so when you were talking about how, you know, was it, uh, was it difficult uh, with, with the ex-girlfriend, with all the girls and all that... Um, so I was having a, um, uh, a dinner with my now fiance. Uh, this was a couple years back at this point. And, you know, we were sort of, we had a couple glasses of wine in us and, uh, it was one of our like nice dinners. We try to do that every now. That's sort of the thing that we do is go out and have nice dinners every now. Um, that my friend keep doing it. Exactly. And, uh, and basically I just acknowledged to her, like, listen, you know, I, I know that it can't always be easy to see me on film or on TV, like, you know, making out or simulating uh, sex with these beautiful naked, women. Naked in bed kissing Angelina Jolie. <laughs> now get out of that one. Right? Let her finish. Let her finish. Aroused. Wait, I got to finish. If you don't get aroused, come join our family of gay people. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but you know, but I was I was just trying to acknowledge to her. I can see how difficult that is, and I want to thank you for being such a good sport. And she sort of she sort of took a, a deep breath, and she looked at me, and she goes, "To be honest, it kind of turns me on." So <laughs> I went, "Wow, I'm I found the right girl." I, I, I mean, that's fabulous. I, I have to go back to the Angelina Jolie, uh, Angie Voigt, as I knew her, grew up in my house in Beverly Hills. Oh, we cool. lived on Spalding, and she lived on. Um, uh, uh, Roxbury. My daughter Deirdre, the actress, went to school with Angie as children and they grew up together. So when I say Angie, Angie, if any way you get this, please honey, don't be offended. You know I think the world of you, but you are absolutely, you have grown into being absolutely the most magnificent woman in the world. And any man that looks at you that doesn't have carnal desire needs a shrink. Now, let me tell you something else about Angie Voigt. Angie, when she was 14, had boobs and those lips. They are fake. Her boobs are real and her lips are real. There's nothing fake on Angie Voigt. So I want to make that clear. Now, of course, she's had her boobs replaced because of cancer reasons. Right. But her boobs growing up were gigantic. My daughter Deirdre looked like olive oil. She was skinny. <laughs> oh, I don't, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, all the kids on the block look like shit. They, well, who was fat? Who was crappy? And Angie would walk in my house, this piece of ass with this body on her and this hair. <laughs> Face. And she'd lean up against the wall and say, hello. And then, I mean, you know, you wanted to go crazy from her. I used to always ask her, Angie, what do you want to do when you grow up? You want to be an actress? I don't know. <laughs> Answer alone made producers whack off, you know, and put her in films. Angie, a man. I love her, by the way. You should only be so lucky to make a film with her. An actress like that comes once in a lifetime. What are you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, someone's got to be the most beautiful woman in the world. Might as well be her. Other yeah. than my fiance, of course. Right. That's right. Right. Good, good. Day. That's good. Good, good, good training. Day. I've got I've got my husband, Jimmy, trained that way, too. <laughs> um, Angie is not only a great actress, a great beauty, but she's a great director and a great uh, reader of good scripts. Mm -hmm. 
So there we go for Angie. For Angelina Jolie, excuse me, Angie. So hold on. Let's go back to Michael Welch. All right, everybody. So we've got Michael Welch, the Jimmy Star Show. First of all, I have this little thing I like to do before we talk about your new film. Um, and basically, I like to mention the different people that you've acted with. Um, you're 28 years old. The, the list is incredible. Uh, I'm going to run through it real quick if I leave out anybody really important. Uh, and this way, everybody kind of gets to see how fabulous you are. And great. I was totally impressed. A man of your age to have these many films under your belt is absolutely incredible. So here you, we you go, do great. Everybody. You're a great actor to get this kind of and background. And actually, some of, uh, several Thanks, of the people we've had on, be. several of these people uh, I put on the list, too, because of the, I'm big fans of theirs. And we've actually had them on the show recently. Um, but we've got everybody. If you guys uh, remember and know all these people here, we got James Denton, Kevin Pollack, Shawnee Smith. Who I love Shawnee Smith because I'm a big horror movie fan. Rob, I, I have to I have to throw the Twilight people in there. Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart, Taylor Lautner, Michael Sheen, Eddie Izzard. Izzard. Michael Sheen? Uh, not that's that's not the one you're thinking. Oh, not not the old not man. Michael Sheen. No, not, that's, not, no, no, no. Michael Sheen, the British actor. All right. Um, who, who always wins all the awards? Eddie Izzard, Mina Suvari, oh. Amber Tamblyn, Chris Marquette, who we just had on the show recently. Oh, cool. Chris, I love him. Chris. Michelle Williams, Evan Peters, who's a huge star now, Evan Peters, from all the American Horror Story stuff. When did I work with Evan Peters? Oh, oh American Crime. That's right. American Crime, which is a great, great, a great movie, by the way. Ellen yeah. Page, Anna Kendrick, who's like A-list superstar from Twilight. Forget it. Don Cheadle, Ryan Gosling. That's oh, our, Ryan Gosling. My daughter's that's crazy. That's like his daughter's favorite. Oh, she only wants to marry him. Joe Montana, who I love. Anna Lynn McCord, who's awesome. Uh, Mini Driver, David. Oh, Keith, Mini Driver. Peter Fashion. Hang on, Peter Fashionelli and Ashley Green, Jackson Rathbone, Kellen Lutz. They're all for, uh, Dakota Fanning, Cameron Bright. Dakota, I people. love Dakota. Oh my God, Brett next. Rice. We just had Brett Rice on the show. Dakota, um, the next best actress in the world. See Thomas Howe, Tom Sizemore, Danny Trejo. We've had on the show Jeremy London. We've had on the show John Savage, Eliza Dushku, Todd Stastrick. We had on like two weeks ago. Amber Heard, Mary Steenburgen. Who I oh, met I love Mary. I met Mary Steenburgen in a Barnes and Noble. She's really I nice. I love oh, Mary. She's the best man. I knew, her from, I knew her from L.A. many years ago. Kevin Spacey, Jim Malone, Kevin Spacey, Nick, <laughs> Nicky Reed, and James Franco. So like, oh, you have James a, Franco. <laughs> watching, are you him. watching his new show on HBO? Nine. 112263 where they go back in time. Time, James Franco. No, I, I haven't seen it yet, man. There's so much TV I gotta catch up on. You really worked your petunias off with some and good there's, people. There's still a lot more. So did I miss your favorite or did I miss anybody that's wow. really important that you would want to add to that list? No, I I think you got it all. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, remember who you were particularly excited about so I can tell you stories. Let's see, James Franco asked me for a cigarette. I didn't smoke. What's that? <laughs> Dakota, because no, he was in that's, that's the Twilight movie. But Dakota, okay, no, no, Dakota, I do have a Dakota story. She's, uh, she's going to be the greatest actress soon. <laughs> she's incredible. I I was in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle with Dakota Fanning uh, years and years ago. I mean, this is before I am Sam. This is before she got famous, and she played my my younger sister in the episode. And basically, she didn't even have any lines. Her whole thing was she went around trying to bite one of the other characters. Like that was her whole character, and her. <laughs> No, no, I, and her mom uh, told my mom at the time that, you know what, we've been out here for a while, it's, it's not really working out, I think we're going to go back home. And then like six months later, she got I Am Sam and became, you know, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's fabulous. I enjoy her work a lot. Jimmy, you, were you interested in her in one of your films? Oh, yeah, we were thinking about Yeah, it. they were thinking of putting her in the film that Jimmy's producing now, which is in progress. But she declined for some reason. I don't know why she did. Because well, we don't have the money yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a good reason. No, well, <laughs> the other reason is it's a second make of a, of a hit film that sold a fortune of money. 
And we're not so allowed who, to say. Who's it, your huh? favorite? No, we're not allowed. Who's to your say Who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite person that you've ever worked with, or someone who you really? You don't have to be favorite, but who did you really enjoy working with? And make it somebody not in Twilight. Right. Uh, well, Kevin Spacey was pretty. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that, man. And he was so nice. He. he I, I love Kevin Spacey and his family. You know, he's gay, and that's what makes him even more perfect. <laughs> Is that official yet or not? I, the world knows that. I mean, everybody knows, but is that... I haven't slept with him yet. When I do, I'll, when I do, I'll <laughs> let you But let me tell you, my favorite actors I've worked with, Sophia Loren. Oh. You know who she is? Of course. And Tab Hunter. Do you know who he is? Tab Hunter, no. A beautiful blonde boy, Tab Hunter. Gorgeous guy of the 1950s. I forgot. A million battle cry. A million movies he's made. A big star. And, of course, uh, Rock Hudson, I have to say. Rock Hudson was probably the nicest man on any set that I have ever been. Uh, he was kind and gentle and good-hearted and good-natured to everyone, even the people that brought him water. Yeah. And, of course. So, I and Maggie, and Maggie uh, oh, Ma my dearest friend in the world since I'm 19, I forgot her name. Oh, Martha Ray, who we oh. call... Maggie, you don't know Martha, right? I don't even. I don't know. I, Martha. I know Martha, right? Yeah. Oh, so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful comedian of the forties, dear, dear, dear friend of mine. She and Rocky Marciano, when they, the Price Fighter, when they got married, we went to the wedding, and yes, it was the best boxing match we ever saw. <laughs> and it, yeah. They lasted about a week, and then they divorced. Right, hold on, go back. So, okay, <laughs> oh, so you said Kevin Spacey. So how about? Uh, who's someone who you think would be awesome that you would like to work with that you have not had the pleasure to work with yet? If you could act opposite any male, give us a male and a female of who you think would be great to op to act opposite. Man, I don't, there's so many great actors out there. I, I you know, female wise, I think uh, uh, Kathy Bates has always been one for me. Yeah, it's great, awesome. great actress. I she's, just think she's supposed to be family also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what, the, that's what the rumors are. I don't, uh, I don't make them up. <laughs> okay, what about a male? If you could, like, have someone play your father or your brother, or who would you want to, like... Ron Russell, of course, fight, to play his fight, father. If you were going to have to get into a fight with somebody, who do you want to fight on screen? <laughs> wow, who do I want to fight on screen? Well, if, you, if we're talking younger brother, I mean, I'd love to go Edward Norton, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't want Ed Norton? I know. That's one of his favorites. That's my Ed favorite Norton. actor in the world. Nobody yes. does Ed Norton. He, he could do anything. He That's a pretty obvious answer. He could play dead great. But seriously, you wouldn't want me to play your father. I'm a good actor, and I do play it straight and, and normal. <laughs> and I do go according to the script sometimes. Right. Sometimes, I read, yeah. sometimes I really do the script. But you. I could look like so, if other two gorgeous guys like us, we go, come on camera, they'll say, That's definitely Michael's dad. <laughs> Oh, totally. I can see it. Of course. You have reddish-brown hair and blue eyes, and I have He's black... He's blonde. No, he has blonde hair. Blonde hair and, I, and blue eyes, and I have black eyes and used to have black hair. Of course we look alike. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, I'm Italian. You're Irish. Of course we look alike. Yeah. Uh, so are you, are, you like, are you like Don Rickles on set? You just show up and, and just oh, say whatever comes to mind? Oh, no. What it was, was I started as an actor at 19 years old in a movie with Sophia Loren called That Kind of Woman. I played a soldier. And my acting career wasn't going so far. And people would say to me, Ron, you're hysterical. And I'd look at them like, what, what's wrong with these people? Why do they think I'm funny? I don't even know I'm funny. I still don't know I'm funny. I just talk a lot and say things that people laugh at. So I decided to take it on a stage. And for 46 years, I worked as a stand-up comic under a different name all over the United States back in the uh, late 50s and early 60s and 70s. 
And then, of course, I went back into film, television, and now I'm making films still, and I do this show. So he, I, used, to have a, he used to have a TV show in L.A. called Set the Record Straight, yeah, very, where he interviewed very, all the legends of Hollywood. Yeah, on, for Time oh, Warner, cool. it was very famous. I interviewed the legends, the great Jane Russells, Lauren Bacall, Cliff Robertson, all the great stars of, of yesterday. So I've, I've done pretty good with my career. I found one thing that I have to pass on to you. Don't stick to one thing in our business. Be versatile. Sing, dance, do drama, do comedy, you know, stand on your head. Do whatever you can because somebody's going to want one of those personalities for something. If you are only a drama star or a romance star, they're only going to look for you when they want that character. Now, that's right. why all the actors today change their hair color, if you notice. Uh, who is it that's changing her hair forever? The one I love. Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence, Mike. Oh, I love Jennifer Lawrence. What an actress. Oh, my God. And what a beauty. If I was straight, I'd be running after her like crazy. But <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is a blonde, is a brunette, is a redhead. The reason they do that is to not be typecast in one character. Sure. They want people to see them as, as, as diversified as they can. So do he's, that. he's actually doing that. So here's what I don't know do. what he's doing. I, know, I, I don't think I have I ever seen his work. Yes, you have. Oh, good. Did I like it? Yes. Good. Movie that you're gonna like uh, that we're gonna see because it's on Netflix. I just noticed people were tweeting about it. What movie? Um, it's called Boy Meets Girl. Sounds and cute. it's like a transgender movie. Oh, up my alley. Um, where he plays the friend of the transgender woman, right? Yeah, it is. Um, as as far as I know, because I did some research on it, the world's first and only like classically structured romantic comedy starring a transgendered actress. Yeah, I saw that movie. No, we didn't. Did see you? It seen that movie i didn't see it it's yet. about you cro going cross country in a no, car no 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 with her and you're her no. son she no 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 this is a, oh. a young transgendered woman it's called it's called boy meets girl it's on netflix so we're gonna watch it i'm definitely gonna watch it and i'm gonna uh some somehow text message you or we'll tweet him or twit tw actually everybody tw tweets about something. it so so he's done that which yes, is please twat me I'm going to twat you. <laughs> He's tweet done, you. Tweet you. Some of the movies that I like, everybody, that you guys should see, and then we're going to talk about his new movie. Obviously, you got to go see all the Twilight movies. It doesn't matter how old you are. They're so much fun. Uh, I enjoy them. I thought them. it was a television show. I have all show. of them on my iPad. I watch them all the time. I only I skip, though, to certain scenes. I just like certain scenes. I, I like thought it was them. a yeah. TV show. I know you did. you got to see all the boys. Well, wait a minute. Don't, be, don't brush me off like that, or else tonight when you're looking for <laughs> Nookie, you're going to get kicked out of the bedroom. I hate when he's mean on the show, and then at night he's so sweet. Is your girlfriend like that, a bitch sometimes? <laughs> and then she turns around, and she's sweet, He doesn't sweet. have a girlfriend. He has a His fiance. fiance. Well, you're my husband, so... Did you know Jimmy and I, I were married? I want to go through all this. Yes, he does. Yeah, 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 I do. I want right. to go through all Three this because we're ago. running out of time. I had a, I had a aneurysm in the brain, and I didn't know where I was, and I married him. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys. Michael's got a great body of work, you guys. Check it out on IMDb. It's super great. But Don't get rid of him. I like him. I'm not him. getting rid of him yet. We haven't talked about his new movie. Uh, we haven't let him stay yet. on as long but as I he wants. But I want to like talk about uh, some of his other words. You guys need to see All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. You need to see The Last Survivors. It's also got Boo Boo Stewart, which was in, who was also in Twilight. Um, an American Crime. Z Nation, the zombie television series that's on TV that competes with the Walking Dead kind of, but it's way different, and uh, it's really cool. Are you in? Are you in all the seasons of that? I think they're on the second or third season. I I just started watching it. Okay, well then I I'm not. I mean I can't give you any spoilers, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the show. Yeah, I know you're because IMDb says 13 episodes. So I so. I really think. Well, there you go. I really think I have to keep an eye on you. Because I think you're going to become something very great very soon. With a work record like that, my friend, um, 
people in Hollywood are noticing and knowing what's right and what's good and what they want. You have that sort of luck or talent or something that stars have. Uh, I know some people in the business 70 years and they maybe made a commercial and they go to every go-see, they go to every audition, they do everything. They just don't make it. And I mean, I know one person, who was it I'm talking about? I forgot who she was. She went somewhere and said something and they hired her and today she's number one major star. Who was it? I don't know. I can't think of it. Hold it's, on. it's a woman. It's a it's a woman wing. Okay, oh, go. Jane Russell, the famous movie star, bra woman, le- legendary Marilyn Monroe, Jane Russell, gentleman. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, she was my dearest friend in the world. We hung out together for years. We're buddies. In fact, I named myself Russell after her because I love so much. And Jane told me, she said I was in a camp, a Christian camp at nineteen. And they walked over and they grabbed her and they threw her in a movie. Howard Hughes did with her cleavage and she became a star overnight. She said, I never even knew what I was doing. I had never made a movie. I never knew anything. She said, next thing I know, I'm in front of the camera and they're shooting and Howard Hughes is shooting me. So it can happen that way. So hold on. So let's go though. So you got a new movie. It's coming out March 11. It's called The Haunting in Cardor. It's got Carrie Elway. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Elway's? Elway's, yeah. Who's everybody? You guys know him from the first Saw movie. He's freaking awesome. He's a horror movie icon. Um, I love the fact too. I just want to commend you again. The fact that even though you're doing horror, you're doing some of everything. So you're not getting typecast in any one. So genre. important. Very, Michael. very, very, so very terrific. So important. Don't be a one-trick pony. So you got this new movie, A Haunting in Cardor. It's coming out March 11th. Um, uh, can you tell us kind of like the plot? Do you know the no, plot? No, no, no. He can't. The plot. Yeah. Tell yes. the plot. Yes, you tell us what it's about, so people. Did you know you lose more uh, audience that way? No, a lot of people t- won't like it. Let them go and find out when they no, sit they down. Okay. Like so here, they, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But let, here's what I can tell you: it is it is uh, Shakespeare infused into a modern day psychological paranormal creep fest. Now, if that doesn't intrigue you to see the movie, I don't know what will. You know how many people are saying, I'm not going to go see that. It's no, too deep. Will. you got to shut your mouth about that. I believe in that. Listen. Nah, it ain't that deep. <laughs> a, 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 a producer friend of mine in California, his name is Gallo. Gallo produced many, many big motion pictures. I don't know if Gallo is still alive or where he is or if he's still working. I can't think of his first name, but you might know the name Gallo. It's Vincent a, Gallo's dad. It's a ve- Gallo. Oh, yeah. Very important name in Hollywood. His son's now working. And he said to me, never, never tell anyone what your film is about because you'll lose half your half no, audience. you have to. We're going to play the Wait other. a second. That's interesting. Well, how do you promote a film then? You have to promote it in a Sly Fox way like they do, like they, Alfred Hitchcock did Psycho. Deet, 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 step, step, step. Come see it. Boom, boom, bang, boom. <laughs> oh, the first Saw did that too. It didn't really tell you a whole lot. If, if I, if, if I you want to play a game? Wait, if I hear a movie's about a price fighter, I won't go. I hate those movies. Or if I hear it's about a horse racing film, I won't go. I hate it. If I hear it's about dogs, I'm there. You know, so you're going to lose. Well, I'm a horror fan, so I love it. So here's what we're going to do. So Chad. Better off not talking about your film. Just talking about how wonderful it is, how fabulous well, actually, his publicist brought us on to talk about the film. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, but you know what? A, sm- a smart marketer never sells the goods. Until he knows who he's selling it to. Okay, so, so say it in general. No, like, no, we're going to show the trailer No, for first everybody. of all, he did a very good job. I know he did. Because he didn't tell us anything. <laughs> right. He said a lot of words, but he said nothing. I still don't know <laughs> what the frick this film Hey, that's, that's the key behind Hollywood, man. 
Hey, Nothing like, of substance. No, you, you did, a, did good job, a good so. job. Hold on one sec, Chad. Hi, Captain. Chad, do you, ha- do you have the um, trailer? Absolutely. All right, so here's what we're going to do, Michael. Hang on the line, but what I want you to do is you introduce it for us. We're going to play the trailer for everybody um, so they can watch it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it for a minute, and then we'll let you go. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so just You don't have to go. Let him stay. He's fun. I like him. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Michael. All right, everybody. This is the trailer for A Haunting in Condor coming out to theaters uh, March 11th, and it'll also be released on uh, all the major VOD uh, platforms. So check it out, and I hope you like it. How was that, Ron? Good, very good, excellent. <laughs> Here we know, go. Like, like strip teaser, uh, don't yeah, do. Yeah. Visiting friends? Uh, no working at the barn theater. Hi, well, welcome to Cotter. Want to introduce you to the camp coordinator, theater owner, Mr. Lawrence O'Neill. Welcome, barn theater. Word about security. As you can see, there are no fences here, no barbed wire, no watchtower. That's because they're not necessary. We're over 20 miles from the nearest town. You will be caught. So put the idea of escape out of your minds. I've been hearing things. What kind of things? Things that may not be real. We focus mainly on, you know, behavioral therapy, psychodrama. You're going to cast that young girl as the queen, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Vivian was in for? No, I am. Um, I haven't gotten to a file yet. Murder. She was 15. Play is cursed, Larry. Come on, that's just superstition. You really think it's a good idea to cast her in the role of a psychotic murderer? The whole point is to get these kids to work through their trauma on the stage. Good. That's a great trailer because it tells nothing, scares the shit out of you. <laughs> Hell out. Of you. Right. There goes more fines. We're going to be paying fines for the rest of the week. So, how was it working with Carrie Always? Oh, man. He's, he's so great. I had worked with him uh, one other time before, too, in a movie called Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. He had a little uh, cameo baked? in that. Get Baked, yeah. It's kind of a stoner okay. comedy. He's drunk or stoned. Stoned. Yeah, John, yeah. I used to be a hippie. <laughs> We invented those words, folks. Right. Um, Did you know no, what rope, do you know what rope means? Rope. rope? Yeah. We, no, I don't. Yeah, we used to say, "Let's go home and smoke some rope." Oh, okay. And see, you don't know those words, Jimmy Starr. I don't know those words. Rope, rope, rope I don't pot, do drugs, marijuana, do. weed. You know, grass. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Kill. <laughs> you got Listen, uh, you hang around. Yeah. You're not going to leave us because I, ha- you know, Jimmy likes this bullshit about your career. I think it's wonderful. I like the fact that people know who you are and what you see. But my fans that watch our show want to know about you. And that's right. why I do my interviews at a personal. The girls swoon. The guys get crazy. And I get wonderful emails saying, Ron, how you handle these people is amazing. They're like your best friend. We feel like we're having coffee with you and Michael. And that's what I like. Now, I want you to tell me, you met the girl in the furniture store. What was yeah. the first date and how much did you spend? 
the first date uh, was like eight hours. It went on for a while uh, because what we did is that we I, I picked her up. She lived in in Santa Clarita at the time, which is kind of a suburban town outside of LA. Florida. You know Santa Clarita? I lived in I lived in uh, Stevenson Ranch. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, you know, top of the mountain. Nice. Um, so I picked her up. I took her to LA. We got uh, lunch somewhere, um, and then we ended up we ended up just kind of hopping to a few different locations. We so we we went there for lunch. We went somewhere else for a drink. We went uh, someone else somewhere else for. You don't know where you went. You I, I'm go? trying to remember. It was um, okay. No, no. I'll tell you. That's uh, a bad bad sign. No, no. It was Earth Cafe. Who? Earth Cafe in. Uh, okay. You know Earth Cafe. Sure, I do. Um, and then we went to uh, the Smith House, uh, yeah. which was in. The, it's probably it, it. It wasn't. It's relatively new, so I don't think you would. Okay. Would know it, uh, but it's this great little beer five. joint. What's I'm that? Out, I'm out of LA five years now, but we're moving back to to Palm Springs this April. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, and then we went for sushi at uh, what's it called? I think it might actually be called Roku. Uh, I hate that sushi shit. Ugh. And then fish. <laughs> dead, dead raw fish floating in a river. Give me a break. Oh, come on. It's great. And then, uh, and then we went back to, what's that? So that's why you're nice and thin. What, I'm fat? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't eat sushi. I know, but he, he's I young. eat pasta. Go ahead. Then, <laughs> then after that, where'd you take her? Uh, dancing or anything? You don't dance? No, we were just, we were getting, the, no, I could, I'll dance, whatever. But, we, you know, we were. Uh, Sing? Listen, if you, I do karaoke, yeah, I do that. I mean, I didn't want to scare her off on the first date. Um, <laughs> no, but if, if they were to make a movie and they needed you to play Elvis Presley, sort of, could you? I don't know, man. I, I'd have to take some lessons. I can, I can, I can Russell Crowe my way through a musical if I need to. But uh, important to sing in our business because musicals I know. are coming back. Not I hear you. Not musicals in my day, but the new musical, which is some kind of weird thing. Like Tom Cruise did. Uh... No, no, no. Like a guy slits another guy's throat, and the guy suddenly with the slit throat starts singing through his slit throat, and it sounds like this. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I can do that. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, so we ended up just going to some different spots, and then we ended up, you know, uh, back in my car for about uh, half an hour, and then, uh, and then I took her home. Yeah. Out, come on, we made out in cars. Yeah, yeah, well, use your imagination. <laughs> I'm not going any further than making out because I want to keep it clean. Um, right. yeah, the making out is nice, and she makes out yeah. good. Good, oh, she's the best. So she's actually got those uh Angelina Jolie type like lips, oh. you know, the ones that sort of go like this. You know what I'm talking about? Are you lucky in so many ways? Oh, forget it. Oh, my God, so wait, wait, what does she do now? Because I thought on your uh, on your on your website, it said, I forgot what it said, but it says she did something on your website. What does it say she does? Yeah, she's a, uh, she's a set dresser. There we and, go. Um, a set dresser at the studio. Exactly, yeah. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say or not. How'd she get her union card? I understand those cards are hard to get. She's, she's been working on it. She's, she's on track to get into the union by, I think, June of this year. She doesn't have to, do eight, she doesn't have to do eight years of apprenticeship like before? Um. She found a program through uh, a, a community college in L.A., which was essentially a fast track into the union. Um, so, she a minority? No. Because minorities get in quicker than anybody else. It's amazing because I know that the, the wardrobe dresser and 
That's a very hard union to get into. Very set hard. Dresser. Set, set dresser is different than wardrobe dresser. That's no, wardrobe, set dresser, it's all in, falls under the same umbrella of whatever it is. They're all the same union. They're just different jobs. I was with Universal, and I did makeup, as you know, for uh, Nick Marcellano and Dick Smith. But I would have had to work an eight-year apprenticeship before, probably changed it, though, that before was I was ago. able to really work on a, on a star's face, other than just mopping and doing you know little crap. So that's why I said this is not for me. I better that's go back cool to though. Acting. Did she have an interest in that before? She, like, did you? Did she get that interest because you're in the movies, or that was something she always liked to do? Well, yeah. I mean, she went to school for design, and that's sort of how she ended up in the furniture store. And you know, um, and then after a while, I mean, uh, yeah, she saw me in the industry. Her her dad is a teamster. I'm so. having a brain attack. She's a set dresser, yeah. not. A, I'm I'm not thinking totally. She's a set designer. She designs sets. She's yeah. not in. Yeah, yeah. Well, the hell am I talking That's about? That's what I told you, but you didn't listen. Well, I, didn't, I, I, I had what you call a brain fart for a minute. No, well, she's in the same union as like props and production design, that kind of thing. That's an easy union to get. Not easy, but that's an okay. <laughs> set, set design is easy because they always want the newcomers to push the furniture. Right, exactly. To do the dirty jobs they don't want to do. Like, hey, could you go on the ladder and go up there and fix that chandelier? The bulb is out. <laughs> that's right. You gotta love it. Well, I think that's fabulous, and I'm happy that you guys found each other. And so, if you could have been in any movie, like here any, goes with the movies again. Get into the personal that's, stuff. That's, that tells a lot about someone when you ask. Want to know? Look, he's handsome. He's young. He's in a romance. Now, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, and you could have played any any character, who would you have wanted to be? Stupid question that's been asked a million times I ask by it to nobody. All the guests, uh, <laughs> Has anybody asked you that before in an interview? Always. I've never been asked that. No. Nope. Nobody asked those You're questions. You're serious. That's my question. That's serious? The only people who ask that question are people who are copying me. Okay, go. <laughs> any movie, any role. You know, the, the, the first thing that's coming to mind is uh, uh, LaMotta in uh, Raging Bull, the De Niro character, man. Wow. That's okay. a very tough character. No kidding. You got to remember, he's from Brooklyn. He's from New York. He knows the talk. He knows the walk. Uh, he didn't have to do much in that film, but know his lines and be himself. For a character like you, who's very waspy and clean-cut and altar boy, right? You'd have to work your ass off and really learn the talk and the walk. Now, you know, a lot of these actors that are doing fabulous work, like me. If I had to play a, a punk from Brooklyn, I could do it easy, just be myself. You know, well, but that's it's Lord, a little difficult. Well, but that's the thing, man. It's uh, the the. What's more important to me than anything else uh, in something like that is, is authenticity. So, yeah, I would, I'd, I'd work my ass off. And, and, you know, in fairness, I mean, you know, you, you haven't seen my works. You haven't seen kind of what I'm, what I'm able to do. So I, I think with enough uh, – with enough. I, I've been around – look, I'm 52 years in the business. I've seen actors come and go, go and come. Uh -huh. I basically know what moves I, – I know what works and what, what, what doesn't sure. work. It's something you learn after a while. And I know that if I were auditioning for something, I would call you back. Definitely, there's something about you that I would call back that I find interesting. And I'd Thanks. want to probe it and say, okay, what is it about you we find interesting? And can we use it in our production to make it happen? Right. And that's what's good. You have an interest, uh, a doorway to interest, which most actors don't have. So all your fans are listening and all the people who want to be actors, did you actually, do you have formal training or did you just start going to auditions and learn your craft as you went along or did you actually study someplace? No, I, I learned as I went along. I mean, I started when I was 10. Yeah, I oh, know. Okay. He knew he didn't study because he doesn't act like one of those phony shits. <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, I tell my daughter. Are those people the worst. 
Oh, uh, I hate them. The, I told, I never allowed my daughter. My daughter Deirdre's been acting. She's made about seven or eight films, and my daughter, I told her, Deirdre, don't you ever take an acting lesson because Daddy never did. It ruins you. It takes away whatever natural juices you have or sugar coating. What does she do now at this age? She's in an acting class. And I said to her, so what does the teacher think? She said, well, he put me to the head of the class. He said, I'm the best of all. I'm the most professional. I said, doesn't that tell you something? You don't necessarily need an acting teacher if you got what it is. And I think going to an acting class can absolutely kill. The, 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 the instructor can kill the very thing that will make you a superstar. Like Angie, Angie didn't go to acting classes. She was an actress when she was fourteen. There you go. You know what I mean? I mean, just some people are. I, I what about that? Like, I know, but sometimes you have to. Like, like, do you ever have to do accents? Like, what if you have to do accents? Somebody has to teach you. You have to have a. It's a talent. You have a, an ear for it. Can you do? Do you do voices in any of your movies? I do. In, in Boy Meets Girl, I'm I'm Southern. Okay, uh, we're gonna do that tonight. <laughs> okay, cool. Definitely gonna let you know what I think. How, how many years ago did you do this film? Oh, um, early three. work. I no. won't critique early no, work. Two or, two or three. No, no, no. It's it's. I'm really proud of this one. So I, I I want honest honest feedback, man. I'd love to hear from you. Very good following. I noticed that people tweet to you about how, how what an impact the movie had on them all the time and stuff. I was retweeting a bunch of them. So obviously, it's a movie that has has really like touched a lot of people. Because it's not fair to critique anyone's early work. Now tell me, Mike, aren't you enjoying this show? <laughs> this show. Oh, uh, it's the time of my life. What time is it? I mean, I... I, I, I no, wait a minute. Minutes. Wait a minute. It's, isn't, it, isn't it fun? Don't you feel like we're all buddies sitting in a bar having a beer with some pretzels? I mean, Listen, don't you really feel comfortable? I, I prefer this over any other stuff. This is the kind of stuff that I listen to. So, right. you know, why wouldn't I also want to participate in this? It's, anyway. it's far more interesting. I agree. If I did an interview and your next film will be Let Us Know... Michael, I mean, who the fuck? Want, oops, I go away with another <laughs> fine. Oh my god, iHeart's gonna crucify me. We're iHeart Radio, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Do they really find you? Well, that's what no, my not right that's now, what our don't. network is threatening us. We're getting because we're getting bigger and we're getting a lot of people people like listening. Yeah, do you know who? You, do you have you any idea who we are? We know all about you. You don't know about us. We're he, the actually, he said he listened to our show. Oh, good. Then you know how crazy we are. We're the number. <laughs> we're the number one. He knew about you ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, the, we're the number one, what is this shit called? Web show. Web show in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're big shit, buddy. Hey, listen, man. I can, I can tell you, I mean, you know, anything Jimmy Star related promoting the fact that I was going to be on got like 2,000 retweets. So I, I, I see the power, man. It's all right there. We have over 10 million uh, listeners and viewers. So you're going to be all over the place like caca. But, and, and by the way, may I say something to, to uh, iHeartRadio? You know, if the fact that you're getting popular is indicative of what got you to this point, so I wouldn't start censoring like what made it popular in the first place. Like, not, don't don't start making adjustments to the show just because you I, have a, a, a bigger listenership. You got the listenership because you do what you do. I agree, but many of our we have so many stations that carry us throughout the world, not the country. Some folks are offended by my language or my conversation, so what I say to them is. Get the fuck off the, the air. Don't listen to us. <laughs> you know, we don't need you. We have 10 million people. I heart and, of course, W, what is our station? W4CY. W4CY <laughs> that I've been with for like three years now. 
you know, Dean said, Guy, you have to clean it up. You know, they're complaining. You can't use that language. Every Meanwhile, once in a while he's a got a filthier okay. mouth than I am. He has his show's called The Pipe Man, and his show is filthy. He, no, it's you, not. You never listen to it. Pipe Man show. doesn't curse? No. In li- real life, all he does is curse. I know, but that's only in real Every life. Every other on the radio, word's a curse. <laughs> I mean, he cleans up on the radio. I'm, everybody does because you can't do it. You get in trouble. I, I don't. I'm 75 years old. I've earned the right to be who I am and say what yeah, I want. Yeah want and if they don't like it let them kick me off because there's always somebody out there that's going to want me because they know what i did for this show and what i could do for my own show so there you go everybody i'm independent i'm like donald trump i don't give a shit <laughs> i say it you don't like listen don't you agree with that if you're saying something and somebody says excuse me i object what do you say then don't listen i think being offended is one of the stupidest human reactions that we have. I agree 100%. Unless it's really mean, evil, downright, rotten, horrible, corrupt crap that they're saying, like, I wish you cancer and stuff like that, then you've got to beat the shit out of them and kill them. But anything other than that, roll with it, laugh with it. It's meant in fun. It's called theater and entertainment. And when you open up your laptop and come on to our show, you want to be entertained. And if I offend you, too fucking bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's three now. I think you, you, you have a window for eight more. Right, Don't think, I, I'm supposed to only allow four, I think. So before we, before we go, I'll throw my last one. No, but really, <laughs> don't. when we go off the air, they're not going to hold us on and say, Ron, you did it again. You said four. Blah, 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 blah. They yell at me all the it's time. I'm language. so abused. In the by chat room, they're saying it's only language. So there you go. Of and course. Then- and you know what that F word means? Fornication without somebody's ass. I mean, something like that. What does it mean? Fornication. <laughs> Under the consent of the king. So what's so dirty about the king? We we we, we got an F under the king. So F the king. I mean, what's what's the big deal? All right, here's what bitch, we're gonna do. Bastard, Hang on. bastard. We know it is. It's a ch- a thing without a father, and a bitch is a thing without a mother. Here's where we're gonna go. All right, everybody. So this is Michael Welch, you guys. He's got a brand new movie. In Cardor comes out March 11th. Check it out. If you want to find out what he's doing, check out his movies on IMDb. Lots of them are on Netflix, his TV sta- shows, Watch Z Nation. Go to michaelwelchact.com and you can uh, uh, find out what's also going on with him. And he's on Twitter. It's really him on Twitter. So uh, follow him. He's at Michael, M I C H A E L W E L C H A C T, right? That's it, man. So follow Michael Welch Act on Twitter. I almost did your Skype by mistake. I was, I was looking on my note. I was like, no, that's ah. not right. <laughs> I don't want everybody calling you. So uh, Are we signing off with yeah, Michael? Yeah, we're signing off. Michael. Yes, I want, sir. Oh, I want you to know. I have a very small list of favorite people we've had on this show, and you've made that list. I think you're a wonderful, young, healthy American male. <laughs> show the world and others what it's like to be a young, healthy American male. I wish all the young people follow you and look like you and speak like you and think like you because you are a credit to your generation. And please come back on our show. And if you need an MC for your wedding, I gladly do it for free. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, for- clear the room and you'll only be there with your bride, but you know, you can... <laughs> Well, Thank first of all, I, I'm I'm gonna get a new uh, business card uh, saying "Young, Healthy American Male" and a credit <laughs> to my generation. Um, well, that's it, the it, nicest thing you could say to me. It was meant sincerely because we have so many troubled young people today. Yeah. Uh, 
gay people committing suicide because of what society does to them. We have too many drugs killing too many of our young people. We have too many of our young people going to war and coming back in pieces and not being cared for. We really have abuse to the young today in so many ways. And we need people like you. We need hero people like you to stand forward and say, hey, listen, be strong. Be like me. I, I could be like you. I could be a dope addict and lay in the street. I could be a jerk and go rob banks and stab and mug women. I don't do those things because I'm a decent, young American man. This is my point. You're, you're, you're somebody to look up to. And I'm not saying to blow smoke up your ass because I don't do that to anybody. Jimmy knows that. If anything, I say bad. <laughs> I really mean it. I think Donald Trump would adore you and he would hold you in his arms while he was talking to people and said, this is the America I want to bring back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, as long as he takes me to Mar-a-Lago afterwards, I'd be fine with that. I've been to Mar-a-Lago, yeah, and I've met Donald. <laughs> you know, I met Donald. Uh, we were, he was doing a $50,000 membership to Mar-a-Lago, and my friend Perry Winkler, who had like four or five husbands, was looking for another one. And she said, let's go to Mar-a-Lago because they're all multimillionaires that are there. When we got there, the old man was sleeping, and she's a hottie toddy, so it didn't work. We went in the library where other people were, and Donald was milling about speaking to people, and he came over and he spoke to us. And he was very gentle, very kind, very, very, very a terrific guy, like Dana Earth, Joe Blow from Brooklyn. And then he said to us, you know, what would you like to drink? And I said, I'd like a Tom, uh, vodka, a vodka, whatever. And my friend Perry so stupidly said, I'd like water. I'm thirsty. So this came. Now, driving home, I hear Perry scream in my car. I said, Perry, what's the matter? She said, whatever i can't believe trump asked me what i want to drink and i said water i didn't say don't petty home i'm slipping <laughs> said, oh my girl you are you don't know how to hustle those rich guys anymore trump in my book was a sweet nice guy what will you do as a president god only knows right no i've, I've heard that i've heard he's 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 lovely uh one-on-one -on -one. yeah he's down to earth he's a regular joe he yeah. doesn't put on airs. He doesn't act like I'm rich. He's a really nice fella. I liked him personally. As a president, well, you know, if we really have to fight ISIS, I would like a crazy bastard like Trump to be at the lead because he's nutty enough to blow them all to pieces and get rid of them and kill them. Whereas yeah. the other presidents, I'm afraid, are afraid of oil, afraid of this, and ISIS will destroy us eventually. God forbid never happened we're americans we beat everybody's ass yay all right so we gotta do so we want to thank you for coming on the show everybody again go to michaelwelchact.com check out all his movies he's fabulous we really do want to thank you i'm sorry we kept you on a lot longer but we had a great time no, you were fabulous. Audience, nah, it was fun, guys. we wish you all the best and in, in the, the best in your wedding and in your marriage yes. meanwhile in, in the chat career. in the chat room you should read the comments they love you more now than when you first came on because now they know who you are, not just your screen persona. They know Michael, the nice guy that met a girl in a furniture store and is getting married, just as regular as my audiences are. No exactly. Hollywood, no baloney. That's right. We love it. So thank you so much. Also, I should just say we want to thank uh, October Coast. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're the publicist for a haunting in Cardor, uh, like to, to, for helping set this whole thing up. We want to thank you again for coming on the show. Say hello to your beautiful fiance. Um, have a great time with everything. And if you ever have anything you want to promote, let us know. We'll bring you back on. And I know, awesome, a, guys. I know a jeweler in Brooklyn who can get you a two of carrot at a good price. <laughs> oh, I, I went I went straight downtown to the to the Diamond District. I got something wholesale. Don't worry. I I, I know what I'm doing. Good for you. That's, right. that's me. Thanks, Michael. Have a bye. good night. Bye, bye. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Great meeting you. You too. Nice. What a, what a, what a nice terrific, 
terrific American he young is. Yeah, no, young American. It's a pleasure, uh, such a pleasure for me to see uh, people that remind me of my generation. In my day, all the guys were like this. Clean cut, down to earth, met my girl in the furniture Hard store. Hardworking. Took her to a restaurant, then I made out with her in a car. That's everything that we did. There was nothing off color or terrible. He's a nice fella. I really enjoyed this interview tremendously, folks. It was a fun interview for me as well as I hope it was for you. There now you go. we're going to talk about first. Now we're going to take a music break. Oh, why are we doing music? Because I need to do music. Are we playing break. Angie's Love? No. no. When are we going to play Angie's uh, we Love? We're going to play the new Shane single for everybody. Yeah, but I want to hear Angie's Love it's, too. It's not on the list today. There's no oh, video for it. We have to only play you've it. got to listen to An B Angie B's a song called Love. My favorite. We have to play songs that we have videos for so people can watch the videos. Oh, so she, she doesn't, doesn't have, have a video, video so we're never going to play her song? Eventually we will. But oh, not at this that, moment. That's bullshit. So first of all, Chad, you got it already? Hi, first Captain. of all, give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. A lot of new people joined the chat room during the interview. Um, what's up, Dave from Stars Now UK? Uh, I don't know who else. Ch Chinzi is in the chat room. Uh, Stefan Bell, we want to give a shout out to Stefan Bell. And um, right now, you guys, Shane Layton, last week we weren't on the air, but her new single, Dream of You, came out last week. It's got a video. We're going to play it. Chad, you got it ready? Hi, Captain. All right, everybody. Available now on iTunes. The name of the single is Dream of You, and here's the video. Enjoy. to 
Everybody, the name of the song is Dream of You. It's available now on iTunes. Please go download it, get it. It's worldwide available. And, and now we're back. And if you guys are looking at Ron, you see that there's a, a white thing on him. <laughs> oh, he's getting loose. <laughs> she's a her, everybody. This is Brandy. She's not like Shazam, who like likes to be on TV. He's upstairs sleeping. She's not sure about the whole thing. So this is Brandy. She's our brand new dog. She's a rescue. We got her when we were in Florida. Pretty cute. A border Shetland. No, no, a border terrier. A border terrier. Why don't I ever border get anything terrier right? Mix. She's about a year and two Isn't months she old. Cute? Isn't she cute? She has heartworm, and we're now under the uh, care of a doctor who's going to cure her of her heartworm. The people that owned her obviously didn't care about the hot worm because she's a puppy. And she was left out in the w hot weather of Florida without any water where the mosquitoes got her and gave her the hot worm. This is absolutely horrific. Uh, the, the abuse that's done to animals in this country is really sickening. And this is the sweetest dog you will ever meet. And we're supposed to be Americans who care and take care of. Not true. This little doggy was thrown in a pound to be killed. Jimmy and I saw, well, actually, there's a story that goes before it. If you want to hear the story. Tell the story. Here, it's take the dog, story. Jimmy. Uh, take Brandy. Come here. Come here, Brandy. Oh, Brandy, taking my wires. Take your wires. That's okay. Brandy. I can't pick her up. I, I, I am psychic. Ow. I am a psychic person. Nice shot. My, my grandmother was psychic. My grandmother used to dream, and she had a dream book that was from her great-grandmother in Italian. And in the dream book, you could translate your dreams. I had a dream the morning we woke up at our condo in Florida, and I said to Jimmy, Jimmy, I had a dream that there's a, a white dog looking for us with long hair. This dog looks like a dust mop, and the dog, something to do with a bee. I don't know why, but I see a big black bee, at, not, not a buzzing bee, the letter B, and this poor little dog. We have to go look for this dog. Now, Jimmy doesn't think I'm crazy because he knows my other things I've seen in my mind's eye. We went to Big Dog Ranch where we got Shazam, and they said, no, we don't have any small dogs, but we have a place we could send you to the pound in some town in northern Florida, Palm Beach area, where they have little dogs. And Jimmy and I went, and we walked through the, through the kennels, and suddenly I came to a cage where there was the dog I saw in my dream to the description, and above her head was the big black letter B. She was in cage B. So I said, okay, pack her up. Let's take her home. And Jimmy and I then adopted, uh, uh, we, we named her Brandy. We have no idea what her name is. But the B and the Brandy made sense. She's a loving, sweet, wonderful dog who's taken to us. Shazam we had her a week, and she's already like been like we've had her forever. Shazam is having a problem because he's very upset that we have somebody else to kiss in love and not always him. So he's mopey and moody, and he's not the happiest guy in town. But they sleep together. Yeah, and we know that in a year's time they will be insep unsep what is it inseparable? inseparable inseparable. What am I doing? They're inseparable, and they will love each other and be companions for each other. The reason we got uh, Brandy is because Jimmy and I travel a great deal and we work in different venues all over the place and we leave our dog alone too much and it's not a good thing to do. So now uh, Shazam and Brandy will have each other to play with 
and sit and look at the windows. You know, they go around from every window in our house looking for us. They can do that together. I must say, I must say to everyone out there, if you adopt a dog and the dog has heartworm, be ready for anywhere from five to a thousand dollars for treatment. That's what it costs. Why am I not looking in a camera? I forget we're on television. I think we're still on radio. Would you believe me? I have to look in the camera. A thousand dollars is what it would cost you at max. If you can't afford that, then please don't adopt a dog that has heartworm. Uh, explain to them that maybe they could find somebody like Jimmy and I who don't care or who are privileged enough to afford this to keep the dog alive. Be sure you know exactly everything that's wrong with your dog because my friend Danae in California, he adopted Lady and after he adopted her, he found out that she had two leg dysplasias and she had to have two surgeries on her legs. So be very clear about it with the adoption agency that this dog is clean of everything and that will need no further medical attention other than a simple checkup. But uh, the joy and the love that our dogs bring us. I mean, my daughters are crazy about them. All we do is hug and kiss our dogs. They really And they follow us everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So if you're a lonely person and you're alone in the world or you've lost your loved one, get an animal, cat or dog. They're a great comfort. Take care of them. Feed them, give them water, take them to the vet, but mostly love them. That's all I Daddy say, Daddy Muir folks. says he has three dogs. Ginger has one. Goddess has four. Well, Goddess, I knew would have four. That's no shocker. She has a chihuahua. She said the, she said the smallest one is two pounds. I would love a two-pound dog, but our dogs would No, eat. I'd be afraid of a chihuahua. I could step on it. You know, <laughs> the way I step on these two. I step on Shazam. Would you believe it? They sleep all over. They sleep at the side of my bed. Shazam has a bed. You think he sleeps in the bed? He sleeps on the side that I get out to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I'm forever stepping on him. I forget he's there, you know. So as long as he's a chihuahua. Anyway, everybody, if you're looking for a dog, it is really, really nice to uh, go and, and go to the pound and try and save one. There's lots of dogs that need need uh, homes. There's lots of cats that need homes, and 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 they show you so much love because they've they've been treated so poorly that they are they're so grateful to have a great place to live in a nice home and, and it really and, works and, nice. And when you and when you do good, you feel good. You really do feel good when you do good. And when you adopt a pet and you know that this pet depends on you for its life, that makes you feel even bigger and better. It's like having a child. It is so, like having a child. They're needy. Go out and adopt a pet. There you go. Be, that's our be, commercial for that. That's our commercial for the day. So, now, are we going to do that movie thing? Yeah, but first I want to I want to say another couple things. First of all, you guys, I want to just do a cool congratulations because you know how – well, I don't know if you guys know this, but like – Lots of TV shows have people on after we've had them on, and lots of people just do the things that after we've already done them, um, whether they're like major shows or minor shows, lots of people We're copy being copied all the a things lot. that we do, right? So we had a guest on about six months ago. His name was Ross Marcon. He does um, all kinds of cool celebrity impressions, and he's also on The Walking Dead. He's the first gay character ever on The Walking Dead. He was a great guest. We had a super fun great time. Guest. Great La guest. Last night, uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And doing his celebrity impressions of Matthew McConaughey, John C. Riley, Christopher Walken, Kevin Spacey, Matt Damon, Justin Timberlake, Gary Busey, Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, and Christian Bale. I read about it in TV Guide. Um, so I just think it's like really cool. Number one, that that's like uh, you know someone that we picked out is going to be like a really big deal. And now you know he's well, on he Jimmy is a Kimmel big deal. Live. Look at all the characters he had time to do on a major nighttime talk show. Absolutely, man. We had him first. 
That was my point. We have so many celebrities <laughs> first. I mean, what should I say? Look at the people I interviewed. They weren't first on my show, you know, like Lauren Bacall. Hello. But they were wonderful to have. It's, you know, it's wonderful to, to interview and know famous people. I know mine are the legends of Hollywood. When Jane Russell and I used to run around L.A. together, we'd always run into one of her old buddies. And it would be a character actor from Universal or somebody. You know, it was so wonderful to talk to them. And I would sit there and say to myself, geez, I remember watching this movie on television and this person was young doing this part. And it was always thrilling. I think Jane enjoyed it also because she met a lot of my friends that she had never met. And she was taken by them, you know. Either way, you guys, I think that it's all very, very cool. And to everybody out there listening, that's awesome. And like pretty soon, I hope to see Michael Welch on, on late night television doing interviews for all his great stuff like he did here on the Jimmy Star Show. Oh, he will. He's a talent in disguise. Not even in disguise. He's a talent. He's a latent talent. Uh, there is something about that kid that's going to go because nobody has a work credit like this in such short years. It's, it's, it's amazing. So also then, you guys, so we were telling you before that we're going to do the red carpet for the High Strung movie, and uh, it's on April 8th, and... Um, You're not supposed to have your phone on when we're on the air. Um, and I, I don't, I have, a, I have the ringer turned off. I That's can't a no-no. No phone's on the air. Um, I have to have it on because Chad texts me all the time. <laughs> oh, I, I leave mine in the green room. But anyway, so we're going to be going to the High Strung movie, you guys. The trailer is awesome. Like I said, it's kind of like... Uh, Step Up meets Center Stage meets some kind of classical movie type thing. It's directed by Michael Damien. It's got Jane Seymour in it. It's going to be fabulous. Chad, you got the uh, video for that? What video? The video for the High Strung movie trailer. Hmm, do I? I sent it I to you. I hope so. Let that's me check. It, that's what we're all I about. I sent it to you yesterday, plus we played it once before a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to do the Jane Seymour uh, interview oh, yeah, on the yeah, car. Yeah. And a 10-minute, you know, at the after party because she's interesting and I have a lot of things I want to ask her. Uh, and also, hang she on, hang on, hang on. Look, wait, Chad. just let me finish it. She, she falls into my, my legend uh, list. That's absolutely. Chad, do you have it or no? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so everybody check it out. This is going to be awesome. We want everybody to go see it April 8th in theaters. And uh, again, it's directed by Michael Damien. We've had him on the show several times. He's awesome. And here it is, everybody, the High Strung movie trailer. Hey. Yay! Come on. Yay! <laughs> I can't remember when I started dancing. It's always just been who I am. The music is always there burning inside me. If it stays trapped within, I will be consumed. Good luck. Thank you. Ruby, oh, oh. Oh, watch where you're going next time. What's your name? Ruby. I'm Johnny. You live upstairs? These are my roommates. With the switch that crew. You might have heard of this. I know you're trying to get a handle on my style. But without contemporary, you can't be competitive in the professional world, and that just won't fly with the store. Don't you have a sexy little dress? You want to stand out. You look stunning. Oh, it's you. I didn't think you were the tux type. I'm just a server. 
crazy idea. You can enter into this contest. Winner gets $25,000 and scholarship to the Manhattan Conservatory of the Arts. What a plan. So you want us to dance with you in a classical shindig? Yes. <laughs> We're up against Kyle and April, one of MC's best dancers. April and I always have to annihilate you both. Absolutely, everybody. Hi, Strong. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. April 8th in the theaters. April 8th. If you see me tweeting about it, please retweet it because we're, we're trying to build it up as big as we can. It's going to be a blast. It looks good. It looks intelligent. And it looks entertaining. You know, you never go wrong with a dance movie. Everybody loves to watch people dance. It's a secret desire of all of us. And that is to get out on the dance floor and do what these people do. Jimmy, why am I not looking at the camera anymore? The air for a couple of weeks? No, I'm not. Look, I mean, I always look at cameras. The first thing you learn in show business is what look at your camera. Hi, okay, what's up, everybody? I'm looking all <laughs> over the place, it's like I'm comatose. Anyway, uh, now we're going to talk about really good stuff, folks. By the way, I wanted to make one comment before I go any further. Shane Layton is not only gorgeous, but she can sing, and I love that song of hers. I was in her apartment in Florida last year when she sang it for the first time, and I said, Shane, that's going to be a hit. So go out and buy that record and, you, make, you and make my prediction true. Now, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do know, Jimmy Starr was adopted. Oh, okay. Now, Jimmy Starr, <laughs> with my uh, sort of encouragement, I said, Jimmy, don't you want to know who you are and what you are? Because I wanted Jimmy to be Jewish. I thought Jimmy looked Jewish, acted Jewish, and did business like a Jewish man. And I, ha I happen to have a thing about Italian and Jewish husbands, because I've had both. I had a Jewish husband and an Italian husband. So I said, go find out what you are, my sweet. And, hello, Jimmy, it's about you. Jimmy Starr. Uh, I don't know. You were telling you're the Jimmy story. Starr. What's hello. up, everybody? So I, I, I was adopted by, through the Miami Children's Home Society. Right. Back in 1964, which is a long-ass time ago. And I paid a lot of money and filled out all the paperwork for them to find out who my parents were. Because they said that they don't know who the father is, but they knew who the mother was. And we sent them a bunch of letters and everything. And basically... Um, she doesn't have any interest. Well, what she said was, uh, you have the wrong person and do not bother me. Again. A again. Now, they know it's the right person because they had enough stuff about her. Uh, she's 75 years old or 74 years old now. I guess she's moved on in her life and probably never told her husband and children that she got knocked up at 23 years old and cold-heartedly gave away a baby. A child of 16 or 17 having a baby, I could see giving it up for adoption because that child really can't take care of it. Go to school, get a job, it's difficult. But a woman of 23 years old who knew how to open her legs should have at least had the brains to know how to raise a child. And that's how I feel about it. 
There are many women out there who don't understand motherhood and want no part of it, and they have children, and they want to get rid of that child, get it out of their life, but they're either for religious reasons or too frightened to have an abortion. So they go to a religious foundation or a center like where Jimmy was, and they give the child away. I can almost understand that. But 100 years later, when your child, who happens to be Jimmy Starr, who is a wonderful person, a great man, a famous man, a talented man, wants to come in your life just to say, hi, mom, what are we all about? What am I all about? What was dad like? The questions that we all know. And the bitch says no. That's fucked up. Well, you use the word now. You Thank have to pay you, the fine. <laughs> now, the, the little content says no. That to me is puke. Okay. I agree. Here, here is a wonder. He's not a drug addict. He's not looking for money. He's not looking to con her. He's looking to say, Mom, I'd like to get to know you. The reason I didn't all these years was out of respect to my adopted mother and father. They asked me never to. Since my dad died six months ago, I want to. And now I would like to know who you are and get to know you. So if this woman in any way is listening or if anybody could get to her, she may be listening for all we know. I think you stink in many ways, my dear. <laughs> and I think you should drop dead in about an hour and a half for being such a bitch. My ex-wife did not see her daughters, Leslie and Deirdre, for 35 years for reasons of her own. Basically a, lo a lush, cigarette-smoking drunk, cold-hearted bitch. She died three years ago, never seeing her children. Now, does this wretched old lady want to die and not meet the son that she gave away and such a special son? I don't get it. I come from an Italian background. We don't give away our children. We don't. No matter how many we had at a wedlock, we raise. We just lie about their names and tell them. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I have friends of mine that did that. She got knocked up by somebody else. She married this guy and never told the, the, the daughter that, she was, that he wasn't her father. And the kid went through life believing that the, the fake father was the real father. And it worked fine. Funny thing is, she even looks like him. But that's the story. So Jimmy Starr is Irish and English, Presbyterian and, and half Southern Methodist. Wow. No, it's uh, Methodist and Presbyterian, I thought. Whatever it is. I was so disappointed. I wanted him to be <laughs> Jewish or communist. And, <laughs> and they all have bad eyesight. Everybody in my family right. has bad eyesight. I really don't want him to be a communist. I'm kidding about the communist. <laughs> and, but I did want and, Jimmy to be Jewish because I love the Jewish holidays. And when I was married to a Jewish guy before Jimmy, I used to do a, a Christian Jewish celebration where uh, the Jewish people got Jewish plates at the table and the Christians got Christmas plates. And I decorated for Hanukkah and Christmas together. It was really beautiful and I loved it. So I kind of was hoping he was Jewish. But to be Irish, well, anyway, what can you do? You can't be perfect. <laughs> I mean, Irish is better than, I don't know what, but it's better. I don't know, Irish. I, I would never want to be Irish. Not well, that there's anything wrong with Irish. I like Irish people. I have many, many Irish friends. Uh, Dad, are you Irish? No. My last name's Murphy. My dad was adopted. Oh. Oh, Murphy. So you're another one that doesn't know who no, you my, are. No, my last name should be Tull. That's English. So you're like Jimmy, English-Irish. Why are the English and the Irish always getting married? So why are the Italians and the Irish always getting married? I, know, but I, rem oh, so I cool, remember so in works. Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, 
back in the late 1950s, if a girl came home with an Irish boyfriend, they would throw his ass out so fast. They'd say, you marry anything but an Irish. They hated the Irish. Italians, the Irish hated each other because they came over at the same time and the Irish weren't very, or actually they came before the Italians and the Irish were very mean to the Italians. They used to call them Dagos, Guineas, Greases, you know, terrible names. And the Italians never liked the Irish back in, in the early 50s. I want to give a shout-out, too. Carla Floor just came into the chat room. So, yeah. hello, Carla. You missed Michael Welch. It was great. You can have to listen to it on the repay. But replay. isn't it terrible how America is so divided, even back in the 1950s? If, a, if we were playing baseball in the street, and I came from an Italian-Jewish neighborhood, and a Cadillac drove by and interrupted the game, one of the kids would yell out, Move your car, you fucking Jew. I mean... Well, I had to because that's what he said. I wanted to repeating what he said. <laughs> and I used to be appalled by that because, no, I had Jewish friends and I didn't like Marilyn Scheinberger was my best friend. I didn't like them saying that. I thought that was terrible. Good thing my Jewish friends never heard it. And, you know, the Irish would say bad things about the Italians. Now it's the black and the white and the Hispanics and the Mexicans. We are a mess. And we say, America, how wonderful we are. Americans, we blow it out our asses and we don't even deserve to do that. Because we're still calling everybody names. Faggot, fudge packer, queer, fairy. Okay? I can't do the others because they'll kill me, but you know what the other horrible names are. Could we just relax, folks, and leave the names alone and just use our names? Ron, Jimmy, Louie, Frank, Mary, Charlie, Susie. Chad. Chad. You know, <laughs> those are the names we were given. We were never given the other names. Unfortunately, it's inbred. You learn it in the home. And you carry it to the street. Just don't carry it to your children. Thank God I did not. I have two daughters that don't even know from this. When I talk about the old day stories, they're shocked. They say, Daddy, you're exaggerating. I said, no, I'm not. If anything, I'm not even telling the story to the fullest. It was so shocking. I remember my friend Peter Montagheri, his sister Dolly, met this gorgeous guy. Oh, he was a movie star. He was uh, Cuban when the Cubans first came over. And the father beat him up in the hallway so bad and threw him out in the street like a dog and said, if ever you go near my daughter, I'll kill you. Then he got Dolly and he locked her in the house. He was a stupid, old, stupid jerk. And he wasn't, okay. he, he wasn't even from Italy. We've got to switch the con to the Well, it's a good conversation. People like it. I know, but I want to switch the topic because we don't have a lot of time. And we still have oh, we don't have any more time to talk about the real world. Let's go back to the Jimmy Star world of, hi, everybody, fun and laughter and games. Okay, let's well, do well, that. First of all, it's an entertainment show. And number two, I have to I'm, enter I'm entertaining. Believe it or not, people are glued to their whatever is listening, saying, you know what? He's right. I'm not saying you're He's, not right. Ron is right. And we have to do what Ron says and everybody else says. We have to stop this nonsense. Stop it. Just, God damn it, stop it now. Absolutely. I oh, I get I so upset disagree. with this bullshit. I don't disagree. You know, I haven't been called a fag in a long time, maybe a couple of days, but, you know, <laughs> I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I get used to it. Anyway, so first of all, you guys, we want to thank everybody uh, for all the different ways that you listen to the Jimmy Star Show. We're now on iTunes, and we want love to get some of our SoundCloud plays to go on over to iTunes. Um, and download us. So just plug in the iTunes. You can subscribe, and it'll like load to you automatically every week. Uh, just plug in the Jimmy Star Show. It comes up. You'll see the picture of the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell with the description, and listen to it on iTunes. But we want to also tell you you can get us on SoundCloud, Audio Boom, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Um, you can see our TV show on Roku. It's free now, you guys. Just go to the Roku channel, type in the Jimmy Star Show. Uh, it's it's free for everybody to see it. Check it out if you have a Roku. Download it. 
uh, add your channel and, and watch all our um, cool interviews. We're going to have a bunch of interviews coming up very soon. And it's more fun to watch us than listen, I guess. And you can uh, also hear us on WROM Radio, K4HD Radio, Hamilton Radio, Jackalope Radio, WBAD Radio. And you can also find out everything that's going on with the Jimmy Star Show if you check out overthemoonnews.blogspot.com because Jimmy McCreary uh, does post about everything that we've got going on. We really appreciate that and all the support. Now, was that more interesting than what I was talking about? I know, but we don't have time. And that has to get I know, I know, I know. But, I, you know, there are points that if I, listen, if I, you know what happens when you get to be my age? You want to do something better for the world. You want to leave the world with something. And I don't have anything to leave the world with except my words of wisdom. And they're the words of a person who's lived 75 years and has been through the mill, who's been up and down and in and out of every attic and cellar in the world. And I've learned so much. And I've learned people. And it's so easy for people to be easy on each other, but they choose not to be. That I don't understand. Just like the person for who they are. If they're nasty and no good, beat the shit out of them. But if they're nice and wonderful, be good. You know? Anyway. Actually, everybody in the chat room is saying they're loving the show today, too. So thanks, everybody in the chat room. I know. Again, we got Jimmy McCreary, Daddy McCreary. Daddy, Daddy Muir, uh, Ginger, Irish Ginger, Mr. Freeze, Chinzia, um, Goddess. Always say hello to Goddess because we love Goddess. Always, Goddess and, is and, awesome. And folks, I did go against the uppers, the upper heads that have been telling me to change my ways. The weeks that I changed my ways were the worst shows that I've done, and those shows were a couple of weeks ago because I was, I was hindered. I was held back from being who I am. I'm used to stand up on a stage in clubs where you could say whatever you want. So for me to restrict and to um, restrain my personality and my thinking and my humor is disastrous. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to continue being who I am until they throw me off the air. What can I say? Stick with who you are. They can edit the show if they want. Oh, screw editing the show. We don't like editing or either. Come on, on, we're all adults that listen to the show. Three-year-olds don't, don't, three don't know how to turn on a computer, I think. And all of our uh, all of our things say explicit content. Exactly. You get a disclaimer. Exactly. Disclaimer. That's I, right. I, Chad's got that disclaimer he plays every time. Yeah, because I can't be like, hello, everybody. This is Ron Russell. But I can't be like that. That's not who I am. It stinks. So also, you guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in because we've only got a minute to go. Chad, we want to thank you. You're the best engineer on my, the planet. We love, love, love having you uh, engineer and our show. I loved seeing you last week. It was so nice seeing you. Good to see Two both of you. Two weeks ago, whatever it was. And even Dean, it was nice seeing him, too. I love Dean. And also, you I guys. I do love Dean. But Dean got too skinny. Tell him to eat, Chad. He looks <laughs> He looks like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> or a munchkin. Tell, also, him, to, you guys. tell him to eat. Roger that. <laughs> Please, you guys. With that, with that hair comb, he looks like the munchkins because I swear to God. And watch Wizard of Oz. The little munchkin is bald and has that little point in the middle, the mohawk. The, the, the munchkin does. The mayor of munchkin land. Roger, Roger that. Mayor of munchkin The land. mayor. Tell Dean he looks like the mayor of munchkin. All right, you guys. Land. Next week, we've got a great show, and we've got Dot Jones coming on. You guys know her as Coach Beast from Glee. Uh, she's freaking awesome. I think she's an Emmy nominee, and we're going to have a really good time. Chad, we want to thank you again. Everybody in the chat room, you guys are awesome, and um, tune in next week. And please, please download the show on iTunes and check us out on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see hey, you next everybody. week, and have a great see weekend. Next week. We'll see you down the designing, where every man never thinking. What are we going to be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't test me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and all as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. British punk, yo, what I wanna be. Jimmy stuff, who's